Welcome everyone. You are listening to the Women Offshore podcast. I'm April Killian. I'm a licensed mariner, a U.S. Coast Guard officer, and a volunteer at Women Offshore. Women Offshore is a 501c3 nonprofit organization supporting a diverse workforce on the water. New episodes of the Women Offshore podcast are available every Tuesday. Subscribe on whatever platform you like to listen to podcasts on and be in the know about the latest topics related to diversity, equity, and inclusion within the maritime and offshore industries. Be inspired by the stories shared here. Hello again, everyone. It's April Killian back again with the Women Offshore podcast. And today I have the privilege of speaking with the principal of Maritime High School in Seattle, Washington, Mr. Tremaine Holloway. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Eternally grateful to be in the space with you today. Thank you. So could you please tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are and the school that you represent? Yeah, absolutely. So again, my name is Tremaine Holloway. I have the privilege and honor of serving as a founding principal for Maritime High School, but I'll back it all the way up to where I'm originally from. I'm originally from North Carolina, Rocky Mount to be exact. I grew up there. My mother was an educator for 39 years. My father was a deacon in the church that I grew up in. My sister currently works on the elementary level. My grandmother was a community organizer during the civil rights movement. So she worked with folks like Al Sharpton and Jesse Jackson during those times. So I, I always knew that somehow, some way, shape or form, I'd be connected to helping other people evolve or connecting to serving other folks. But for the longest time, I actually ran away from that calling. I actually had aspirations to be a professional athlete. I thought I was going to go to the NBA, but you know, it didn't really work out for me. <laughs> and the reality was it that when I was in high school, I actually broke my leg my senior year. And although I broke my leg, it wasn't, it wasn't discontinuing what I was really called to do. Like I said before, my mother, she taught me when I was in high school. And so she always just kind of instilled in me, you know, academics and education. And she always just kind of mentioned to me the, the United Negro College Fund. A motto of mine is a terrible thing to waste, but a great thing to invest in. So I always had really good grades going into school. And so I was able to get a full scholarship to attend North Carolina Central University. I actually got to play basketball there too as well. So grateful for those opportunities. Graduated there with my math degree. And then I ended up teaching high school math for four years. Fell in love with education. But, you know, I thought that I was going to, you know, just teach for four years and then just go on and do my own thing. But I had a mentor who really pushed me to become a school leader by basically telling me that, hey, I want to write you a recommendation for, for graduate school. I think you could be a phenomenal school leader, but I'm only going to write you one recommendation letter. And that letter's for Harvard University. And so had it not been for him, I probably wouldn't be able to tell you that I'm a Harvard graduate as well. Graduated there in 2016. And from there, the sky was the limit. Left Harvard and just decided to follow my curiosity with the hopes to, that it would lead me to my passion. And I was always curious about Seattle, Washington. I always wanted to come out here and explore this area. Was able to do that in 2016. And we've been out here ever since, my family and I, here in the Highline Public School District, being an assistant principal for a couple of years, then moving into a principal role, and then finally being able to put my thumbprint and create a school from scratch at Maritime High School. So really grateful for the opportunity to, to build something from the ground up. That's awesome. What a great experience of learning from your mentors and taking that and pursuing your goals to help others. That's really impressive. Thank you. <laughs> so you talk about Maritime High School where you are now. Can you tell me a little more about Maritime High School and what makes it so unique compared to other schools in your district or even in the country? 
Absolutely. So Maritime High School, we just opened up fall 2021 with the vision to be equity-driven, student-centered, and maritime-focused. I myself consider myself a leader who is equity-driven. Every decision that I make, everything that we do is through the lens of equity. I'm all about how do we bring folks who are furthest away from the education system and educational justice closer to it. And we do that through the lens of equity. And then we also are student-centered. So we're very personalized learning, one-on-one is really what we want to embody as a, as a school and as an institution. And in maritime focus, obviously. So really having that lens of, of maritime, really fostering that lens of maritime here. We open, like I said before, fall 2021 with right under 40 students. We wanted to start small and then begin to launch throughout the years as we grow and scale. In four years, our goal is to be 100 students for every grade level. So we'll be at about 400 students at maximum capacity. So still keeping that small school mindset. And really the idea came from our phenomenal partnerships that we do have here in the greater Seattle area. The brainchild really came from Commissioner Ryan Calkins from the Port of Seattle, who's one of our great resources and partnerships that we do have, as well as Duwamish River Community Coalition, another organization that's dedicated to environmental justice and water quality conservation, having them at the forefront of the work. And then also Northwest Maritime Center, who well, I always tell people that they put the, the blue in maritime, but also the green. The blue meaning that giving our kids the maritime focused opportunities to field work experiences that they get to do up to almost twice a week. And then also the green as well. Green being that they are a philanthropic enterprise. They are a charitable donation arm for us. And then I'll also add Highline Public Schools, obviously, as the school district that we rep- that I represent. Those core four partnerships were really key to create and build Maritime High School from the ground up. And here we are today with sophomores, our freshmen are now sophomores, and we're continue to grow and continue to scale. So really just just really grateful for this opportunity and, and amazing team that we do have here at Maritime High School. That's fantastic. So you mentioned the partners that you work very closely with. How do you work with those partners to ensure that the students meet all their state academic requirements while at the same time learning the skills that set them up for success within the maritime domain? So one of the things that we do with our partners, we have what's called a project design work group. It's about 30 folks who are in that group who actually are in the maritime field. And essentially they are meeting with our teachers, with our educators, with our staff biweekly, on a biweekly basis. And our teachers are, are phenomenal because they are literally the ones who are crafting and developing the quarterly projects that students are working on. We consider ourselves to be a, a school that's project-based learning, or sometimes we call ourselves learning-based project. The learning actually gets crystallized and happens as the projects are happening. We don't just learn by doing, we don't learn while doing, we actually learn by reflecting on what we do. And so we really believe in that. And so the project design work groups help our, helps our teachers as they're developing these projects, because our teachers are responsible for teaching, you know, the Common Core math standards, the Common Core ELA, the next generation science standards, all the standards in order for them to, to, to graduate with their high school diplomas. And that's the tight, right? But the loose is how we get to that or how do we hit those standards? And so we do that by embedding the habits of mind from the maritime field, by embedding the experts, the expertise that we get from those project design work groups to be able to develop those quarterly projects for our kids. So it's a pretty fascinating opportunity for teachers because not only are they doing developing and becoming almost like project managers with this work, but they're also able to get that maritime expertise 
alongside the work in developing these projects. So what are some of the maritime focused classes that students can choose from and how is project-based learning used to teach students? Yeah, that's a great question too. So our school is, we're very fortunate because in the state of Washington, our school board specifically, the state of Washington school board, we're all moving to what we call mastery-based learning. And so essentially what mastery-based learning is, is being able to develop a transcript that students actually are getting proficiency-based feedback or proficiency-based and standards-based feedback rather than getting grades and numbers, right? So that's actually really helpful for us. And then we also have a credit waiver and a bell schedule waiver. So we are able to be really creative with the classes that we offer as well as the structure for the day. And so a typical week of a student consisted of your, your classes happening on Mondays and Tuesdays. So direct instruction happening there. And we have the world language. We, we specialize in Spanish here in Seattle. We have the, the math course as well. So students are learning algebra one, algebra two, geometry, your, your, your traditional mathematic courses, but through the lens of maritime. And then you have, and then we actually have what we call crews and, and kids are actually rotating through those crews. And so they're, they're taking your math, you're taking your Spanish, you're taking your humanities as this, in the same cohort, in the same crew. So obviously there's standards that we're hitting, Common Core, ELA, and social studies within those humanities courses. And then you have your STEM course, which is really has a focus on aquaculture, really has a focus on maritime construction, vessel operations and design, and in an area that we call marine science and marine research. And so in terms of those courses that we do offer, because we're nine and 10, we haven't necessarily gotten to a plethora of course offerings as of yet, because we're still kind of building that out. But our goal junior and senior year is to offer higher level courses, higher level thinking courses for our students. And we have a partnership with the University of Washington and they have a program that's called UW in the high school, which allows for our teachers to teach college level courses on site on our campus. And so we want to have that access so kids can not only feel like they're getting a credible source in terms of the classes that they're taking, but also get a credible source from that university that they're getting the classes from or the instruction from. And UW is a very prestigious university here in the state of Washington. And I would say in the U.S. as well. So those classes will essentially be able to show up on their transcript, but also transfer into colleges and universities that students are aspiring to go into. So we have really creative opportunities here. And then we also try to make sure that kids have what we call field work experiences. So up to twice a week, our goal is to be able for kids to be able to get outside of the classroom because I really am a proponent for place-based education. I believe that the learning shouldn't stop just within the four walls of a classroom. We should be able to take that learning within the classroom and directly apply it to something outside, something in the field that students are interested in. And so those organizations that I mentioned earlier, those four partnerships that we do have, have created those avenues for our kids to be able to go to their organizations and have fieldwork experiences. And so really grateful for, for them to be able to do that and partner with us on that as well. That sounds so cool. Those classes sound amazing. I would have loved to have classes like that before I started at the Merch Marine Academy. And I love that you use actual real-life application. At U.S. Merch Marine Academy, we actually go to sea for an entire year. And so we take those classroom skills and we apply them in the real world and bring those back where we sit for our license exams. So I love seeing that structure and that concept of learning about the maritime industry at the secondary grade level. It's just 
an exciting thing to see. And I think it's a great thing, the maritime industry. And of course, for the students. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you. (laughs) So as you may know, Women Offshore is a community centered on the life experiences of Women Plus working on the water. Our mission is to eliminate gender-based discrimination. And we're proud to say that our membership includes women and members of marginalized gender identities and expressions. My understanding is that this is a very important focus for Maritime High School as well. So how does Maritime High School help develop a maritime workforce from all walks of life? Absolutely. Our main goal is really to democratize career access into the maritime field. There was an article I read not too long ago. I think it was in like the Los Angeles Times. And this was was talking about the maritime field and industry. And back in the 80s, it still was considerably a, a legacy career field. So you had to know somebody who was in your family to get involved or to be able to know anything about the maritime field. And we're trying to deconstruct that. Our goal is to make sure that our kids here who are in the Highline Public School District and also in greater Seattle and greater state of Washington area know about this powerful learning opportunity for them. Highline Public Schools is a district that's extremely diverse. We're about 80% non-white. The top three languages outside of English are Somali, Spanish, and Vietnamese. We got kids from all over that come here because Seattle is actually one of the biggest international hubs in the world. Their families come all over to work in this particular area because you're, you have your Amazons, you have your Costco's, you have all these different organizations, your Microsoft's, right? So you have families that are coming from all over. And, and because families are coming from all over, that there's a diverse array of what families look like. And as an equity-driven leader, I'm all about how do we connect our students who need power to those in the maritime field who have power so that the maritime community can be powerful. And so we can break down the demographics within the maritime field and really get the 80% of our kids who are kids of color or students of color into that field. That's going to literally transform the maritime industry from a diversity, equity, inclusion perspective. And that's really our goal. Our our main idea is just to be able to democratize career access into the maritime field. Not only just students of color, but also female representation as well. Our goal is to make sure that our students who identify as female or women students actually see themselves in the maritime field. So grateful for folks like you, April, and grateful for folks who are in the maritime field that are underrepresented so that our kids can be able to see them and be like them. There's a One of my favorite books is Invisible Man by Ralph Ellison. And in the book, there's a quote that says, how can I be like you when I don't see me? And that quote still resonates for me as well as an African-American male. How can I be like you when I don't see me? Our kids need to be able to see themselves in the industry that they desire to be in. And the way we do that is by getting them people or getting folks into the industry that look like them. Exactly. That is so exciting to hear. I'm so excited for the mission that you all have. And it just makes me so excited for the future of the maritime industry. So thank you so much for all you are doing. I said, it it takes a team. I can't take all the credit. It definitely takes a team. (laughs) Absolutely. Do you think that, I mean, this program is amazing and I've been I've been looking online at what you offer and I'm listening to everything that you're, you're saying. And I'm just so excited to see how, how this, your school grows and develops and how the impact it's going to have on the students in the industry. 
Do you project that Maritime High School will expand to something larger than it, what it currently is? I think it could be. I think there, you know, there the opportunities are endless. One of my favorite quotes is is from one of my coaches, and he says, "Articulate what you want, and opportunity happens." So I think if we start articulating what we desire for Maritime High School to look like, to feel like when kids are coming into the to the buildings, what we inspire for them to be able to experience, then opportunity will happen there. And like I mentioned earlier, it definitely takes a team. We have some phenomenal educators on board, on staff here. We have some phenomenal parents that really took a chance and a risk on us with their high school students' ed- education, right? Because we don't have the graduation rates yet, right? We don't have that long tradition of students leaving here and going into the maritime field as of yet. But I'm not saying we're selling, you know, blue pie in the sky or anything like that. But the systems and the culture that we're putting in place is for that to be someday. And we are also modeling ourselves after some of the institutions that are already out there doing some amazing things. New York Harbor School is one of the schools that we're actually modeling ourselves after. Davis Aerospace and Maritime Engineering, a school up in Ohio, is a, is a school that we're modeling ourselves after. And I would even say Aviation High School, which is in Highland Public Schools District right now, there's a lot of similarities between us and Aviation High School in terms of their trajectory and what we aspire to do with them. Big picture network, being a school that is competency-based, proficiency-based. So really thinking about, you know, the transcript and how we really give our kids the feedback that they need in order to be successful. So there's models that are out there that we're modeling after as well. And so I think that there's little pockets and little nuggets of of us that are going to be expanding throughout the state of Washington. And I can see us maybe in the future developing a network of schools that are are centered around maritime or maritime focus. That's awesome. It's just so neat to see. And I look forward to seeing what the future is for a maritime high school. So... Thank you so much. I've learned so much in our time here and it's just amazing what you all are doing. And I'm so excited to see how you all have transformed the maritime industry. So thank you so much for being on the podcast with me. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for tuning in to the Women Offshore podcast. What did you think of the show? Leave a rating and review in Apple Podcasts. Additionally, if you want to propel women offshore forward, please visit womenoffshore.org or womenoffshore.shop, make a donation, or purchase some swag. Until next time, stay safe out there, and I'll talk to you soon.